Music can be a powerful thing. Many times a song can touch our most guarded feelings. It can often feel as if the words are speaking directly to you. But what if the song actually was about you? If all those hidden meanings were in fact an exposure of your very soul? In this episode, we'll discover an angry young musician and the true power of music. I'm Brian David Judkins, and this is Living in Fantasy. In the northwest kingdom of Rottenheim, six miles west from the trade haven at Muckwater, you will find a traveler's inn called the Russell Grub. The food is marginal, the beds are lumpy, and the host is rather sour. The most recent travel review gave the inn a measly two stars, except for one curiously glowing note. The dishware was impressively clean. In fact, the review described it as furiously scrubbed. Should one venture into the back kitchens to find the furious dishwasher, you would discover a young tiefling with long black hair, a permanent scowl, and enough horn piercings to keep him from any proper job. Toby is a dishwasher, but if you were to ask what he does directly, he would give a much different answer. The rustled grub may not be the most impressive place to stay, but they've gained notoriety for one curious innovation. They call it Open Stage Night, an opportunity for amateur performers to come showcase their skills in front of a small audience. It provides the rustled grub with free entertainment and a way to dispose of rotten produce should any particular act fail to cut the mustard. The idea was invented by Toby himself, who had been searching for an avenue to express his own passions. See, Toby is a musician, but be warned, calling him a bard will likely start a fight. No, Toby is a half-demon, and proud of it. By channeling the darkness of his absent father, Toby has developed a new sound he describes as the wailing of metal. It's not that flowery garbage, he says. This is the roar of the hammer against the anvil, the screams of slag tormented by the forge's inferno. With his custom axe, a lyre he's outfitted with two long blades, Toby performs every open stage night. It's an arrangement he's made with the owner of the rustled grub. In lieu of wages, Toby takes his payment in stage time and washes the dishes for free. The case of Toby the dishwasher is a curious one. When I first began investigating this new performance trend, something about his story stuck in my mind. It was familiar as if I'd heard this tale before. The fear of repetition is always prevalent in journalism, so I reached out to a colleague of mine, a one Mr. Cameron the Crow. Cameron, in addition to being a polymorphed crow, is an award-winning music journalist for the Trobadour Traveler, 
the most widely distributed town crier publication in all the Seven Kingdoms. I shared my research with Mr. Crow, hoping that his vast knowledge of music history would spark some kind of clue into what I was feeling. Cameron suggested I look toward the southern markets, offering me access to a concert that might hold some answers. One short teleportation spell later, and I found myself smack dab in the middle of the Burning Man Fire Festival in the Kingdom of Hashamba. The festival is a week-long psychotic trip of self-immolation disguised as a music romp. Headlining the festival was an artist we're all familiar with, the realm-famous bard La Ponce Romantica. With chart-topping hits like Half Elf All Heart and Don't Counterspell My Love, they were easily drawing crowds of several hundred. Cameron provided me with a press badge, and I sat for the first time in the presence of the legendary bard. They began with the usual hits, and it didn't take long for the crowd to start setting their hair on fire in the usual manner of celebration. It was about halfway through the set, however, when they introduced a tune we've all heard a dozen times before. It's called The Dreamer, but something about the introduction caught my ear. Quote, This next one's called The Dreamer, but here in the band we call it Toby's Song. And there it was. The lyrics were verbatim. The story of an angry young tiefling furiously scrubbing the roadhouse dishes, dreaming of changing the music scene forever. An unsettling disdain crept up into my throat. Had this bard, the famous La Ponce Romantica, poached the struggles of a roadside dishwasher for their own musical profit? The crime was too tragic to believe. I explained the quandary to Cameron the Crow, and together we set out to discover if Laponce and Toby had any crossover at any point in Romantica's career. Laponce Romantica has never toured in Rottenheim. However, they hadn't always operated under that name. Before adopting their current stage moniker, Romantica was part of the semi-famous new wave gong band called Cobalt Committee, with a top 100 chart hit, Eye of the Beholder. Before that, Laponce had shuffled through several failed bands in their early career, including the unpopular a cappella group Treble Knots, and even dabbling in comedy with the terribly reviewed Improbable Cause. It was there, in the bowels of obscurity, we discovered that in their fledgling days, La Ponce Romantica had in fact performed at least once at the Russell Grub. There was only one problem. That was 15 years ago, a time at which Toby was only two years old, nowhere near the young tiefling that inspired the song. We thought the trail was cold, until Cameron decided to trace back even farther. Perhaps if we plumbed the depths of Romantica's upbringing, 
we might just learn more about who the dreamer really is. It didn't take long as we soon discovered a surprising fact. It turns out that La Ponce Romantica had received formal education from a well-known wizard academy in Rottenheim. Not the upbringing one would expect from a lifelong musician. Curious, though, that the bard had a background in magic. We arranged a meeting with the headmaster and learned a great deal more about Romantica's education. The young wizard born Gordon Beesting had displayed a great deal of prowess within the magic school of conjuration, a skill we now understand they use for special effects during their music concerts. The school believed them to be a talented young wizard, but the seduction of music was too great for them to ignore. With great consideration, the Wizarding Academy dismissed the young beasting out into the world to learn the ways of the bard. Exiting that interview was one of the hardest moments in my journalist career. With Cameron on my shoulder, we shuffled our way to a bench in the courtyard, neither one of us speaking on what we now knew to be true. Toby wasn't real. He's a conjuration of the legendary bard La Ponce Romantica. Whether intended or not, whatever feeling inspired the bard to write The Dreamer must have been so true, so powerful, that Romantica actually conjured Toby into reality. Toby is the dreamer, but also the dream. So where does that leave the young dishwasher? In the song, Toby never makes it, resigning himself to dead stages with no acclaim. If Toby is only a manifestation of the song, then by the laws of conjuration, he'll never change. With any hope, Romantica's inherent magic ability is strong enough to give Toby a life of his own. Who knows, maybe his new metal sound will change the face of music across the fantasy realm. Either way, the power to move someone is a mighty force indeed. We ask our listeners to always be careful when practicing music and to walk without rhythm or the rhythm just might get you. Cameron the Crow has compiled his own half of the research into an excellent article that will be published later this month. For more information, consult your local town crier for the next available issue of Trobador Traveler. I'm Brian David Judkins, and this has been Living in Fantasy. This episode of Living in Fantasy was performed in front of an audience of zero by Play Plus One, written and partially scored by Brian David Judkins, edits and mixing by Ned Donovan, additional music by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios, Kevin McLeod of Incompetech, and Darren Curtis.
Thank you.